What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, this is your host, Richard G. Medlock, and this is the Medlock Post Radio Show. This is where we educate, entertain, enlighten, and empower. Today is June 29th, 2022. Oh boy, Um, this episode is called or titled America's Unrest. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a little bit of unrest in America right now. The views and opinions on the Medlock Post Radio Show are the views and opinions of the host. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Spreaker.com, its corporations, affiliates, or any other podcast streaming services. And speaking of streaming services... We have now been added to Google Podcast, along with Spotify, iHeart, uh, Tumblr, um, and YouTube. And we're negotiating or working out things with other podcasters. So we're growing. Our audience is growing. We thank you for your support, especially thankful for your comments. Uh, I, I, I get comments from you. Matter of fact, I ran into a friend the other day, 
that listens to the podcast, and she says, Richard, you, you couldn't have started your program at a better time. And so I appreciate those comments. And we had a long discussion about things. Uh, I've heard comments about how they like um, how I lay the, the program out and things like that. And, it, and it, that might change a little bit. But I, I like the format that we have right now. And it seems to be working. Um, so uh, let's move on to the opening monologue. Ladies and gentlemen, it has come to my attention that my discussion concerning the feminist proposal to make men, or dudes, as they were called, struck a few nerves. Well, maybe a few nerves needs to, need to be struck. All that was done yesterday was ask a few questions to clarify what they were proposing and what they meant by what they said. Personal responsibility is just that. Personal responsibility. That's life. Some people say, well, that's life, get over it. But when your decisions don't have the outcome you deserve, then it's your responsibility to face them and work them out legally. All right, I I can hear the voices out there now saying, Richard just said it's okay to have an abortion. That is not what I meant at all. I said work them out legally. Everybody has problems. Everybody has has made decisions that didn't work out right. But see, that's the big problem and challenge we have today. Many people will not take responsibility for their actions and decisions. Claim victimhood. I'm so tired of that word. In most cases, you create your own victimhood. And most, and way, way, way too many have swallowed the Kool-Aid of being a victim of society. When a person decides, when a person decides to become a victim, then they will be a victim and also a slave of those who convince them that you are a victim. Get it? You're giving in to somebody else's thinking and desires for you. And and everything has a price. And when you decide that you're a victim, that big price that you pay is your freedom. All right. That's my monologue for today. Short and sweet. Um. We're here to get you to think. I don't want to offend anybody. Matter of fact, you decide if you're offended. I mean, think about it, folks. That's a conscious decision that something offends you. I mean, people that have driven by Confederate statues all their life, and then all of a sudden, 
oh, that offends me? They probably never even looked at it. Probably couldn't tell you what it was there or who it was that's supposed to be there, who it represented, and then all of a sudden, it offends them. Really? Or, or somebody says something that you don't like, that offends you. I really feel sorry for people that get so easily offended. Because then you give away your rights and your freedoms to that which you think is offensive. My daddy taught me many, many things, and this is one of them. You're going to hear me say this a lot. He says, son, in your life, you're going to have all kinds of opportunities to be offended. But you need to be like a duck in water and, and just let the water roll off your back. Just let it roll off. Just keep moving. Consider the source. But no, we have created a society that says you get to be offended at whatever you want to be offended at, and then that makes you a victim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Here's a thought. I think the more you listen to me, you're probably going to figure out how my mind works. And it's, it's kind of interesting uh, and, and sometimes a little unique. I used, to, I used to drive my math teachers crazy, how I figured out math. And But anyway, this is a thought I had yesterday. And, and this might be a little uncomfortable to some of you, and, and I'm sorry. No, there's nothing ugly or gross in here, but it, it, it might, it, it's going to get you to think. And, and yesterday I was watching a little news, and they were showing pictures of the pro-abortion crowd out there with their signs and all this stuff. And they're, they're, they're peaceful. And under the law, First Amendment, you have the right for peace, peaceful protest. And folks, we're just asking you keep it peaceful. You want to protest? You want to go down the street? I think in a lot of places you have to get a permit, and that's fine. But just keep it peaceful. And those that are watching them protest, just watch. Okay? They have that right. Remember what I said, I gave a quote by Thomas Paine yesterday that said, you know, be careful what you want your enemy to be restricted because that restriction is going to come back on you. Yeah. So we've got to understand that. And, I, and I'm not saying pro-abortion is enemies. You're not enemies, okay? Protest peacefully, and those that are watching... Just watch. And if you get into a dialogue, do it peacefully. You can believe something different from somebody else and not have to beat on each other or scream and yell. It's easy if you want to do it that way. So I haven't got to the question yet, have I? What percentage 
of abortions are done on those enslaved in sex trafficking. Do you want me to read that again? What percentage of abortions are done on those enslaved in sex trafficking? And how many of those protesting in the streets are slaves of sex traffickers, if any? Now, I brought up sex trafficking a couple of shows ago. But that thought crossed my mind because there is a massive number of people being held as sex trafficking, for, for sex trafficking. I know in the, the area where I live, just in two counties, the police tell me there are 150,000 cases of sex trafficking. 150,000 in two counties. That's, that's just wildly insane. So take that nationwide. So the numbers in the means, and, and, and our government's doing nothing to stop it. But back to the questions. How, what percentage of abortions are done by those enslaved in sex trafficking? If, if one of those girls gets pregnant, do they take them to an abortion clinic and make them get an abortion? And how many are protesting in the streets are slaves of sex traffickers? Well, we're probably not going to know that number because you, you're not going to walk in and get an abortion and say, look, that's my sex trafficker and I'm his slave. Give me an abortion. Or, or, or maybe it is. Maybe they've got some deals with these abortion clinics. I don't know. It, it, it's just something to think about, folks. I uh, that's what we're here to do, is to get you to think. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Our, our, let me just go through a few headlines I saw this morning. And when we say America's unrest... Um, it comes in different shapes and forms. Two headlines out of California, and the others, many out of California. I could I could sit here and probably read a dozen 
headlines out of California. Here's one. West Hollywood votes to cut Los Angeles County Sheriff funding amid crime waves. Now, don't hold me to this, but I think the the percentage of crime going up was like 30-40% in West Hollywood. So they voted yesterday in an election to cut funding to the Los Angeles County Sheriff. Now, folks, that's common sense, right? Just real good common sense. Not. All right. Now, in California's effort to make a run around SCOTUS's ruling on the New York gun thing, California is turning to a good moral character requirement as justification for denying permits. Good moral character. Well, folks, who's going to decide if you have a good moral character? Now, remember, this is being set up by the left in California. And they're going to set up an agency or something to decide when you apply for a gun permit if you are good or you are bad. Now, will they pull up your voting registration to see if you're registered to vote Democrat or Republican? and decide all those registered as Republicans are not good moral character so you don't get a gun permit? You see where this is going, folks? It's not pretty. Government is making decisions for everybody, and that's totally wrong. America was not founded on that basis. Another headline. 58% favor and 17% oppose laws requiring trans athletes to compete on teams of their biological sex. So 58% favor trans athletes competing in their own biological sex. Only 17% oppose. Now, the the differences in there were favor, uh, mostly favor, uh, or mostly oppose, something like that. So, folks, the majority is sticking out here as far as the good things, the, the, the things that are right, the things that are common sense. Uh, here's another one. Texas manufacturing on Biden economy will all be lucky to have a job. Folks, people are concerned right now. This Biden economy, this Biden inflation, was, I came up with something yesterday, Biden something, Something else. I can't remember what it is right now. Maybe it'll come to me. Yeah, everybody's concerned. 
and it, and it looks like the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates again in July. They just raised them this month by 75 basis points. They're looking at raising them again next month, 7,500 basis points. That's one and a half percentage points, folks. You don't think that's going to, to cause inflation to go up? What, what they're hoping it will cause spending to go down and demand to go down so inflation will come down. Well, folks, the feds have to stop printing money and spending it crazily and sending it overseas for to help stop this, but they're not doing that. Citizens are concerned, this is after the SCOTUS ruling, citizens concerned guns will flood the street after SCOTUS ruling in New York. I, I, I read some of the quotes in that, people they were interviewing supposedly on the street. And, I, yeah, I, I was chuckling. Reading them, this as I am now, it, <clears throat> it showed the total lack of knowledge about getting a concealed carry permit. And, and that's what we're talking about here, obtaining a concealed carry permit, not just going into the store and buying a gun. And even to do that, you have to do a background check. And they're trying to tighten them up. Yeah, let's let's wait and see how that works. So to get a concealed carry weapon in in the majority of states, number one, you have to take a course, understand the laws covering concealed carry, concealed weapon, and I'm in my state is concealed weapon permit. Take a test, pass the test. Then you have to go to a gun range, show that you know how to handle a gun, and then you have to shoot at targets to make sure you know how to shoot before, and you have to have a a certain score of hits within the target to pass that before you get a permit. And then you send the permit in, pay a fee, the state runs a background check, state and federal background check, and then they issue the permit. It's not like you just walk into a store, a gun store, buy a gun, pass the background check, and you can start carrying. Now, you can have it in your home, and in our state, you can have it in your car, but you can't carry it. It's a world of difference. Now, our state last year passed an open carry law, which said if you have a concealed weapons permit, you can open carry. You can let people know that you're carrying a weapon. Well, the the police and sheriff departments opposed it. Uh, uh, I opposed it. Uh, and a lot of people opposed it, but they passed it anyway. Because if you're open carry, you become a target. And the police were afraid 
wait a minute, they're going to become targets. And we don't want all this bad stuff to happen to people with targets. So it's, it's understanding the law. And the comments that were made in these interviews, they did not understand. Oh, the guns are just going to flood the streets. Well, they're flooded out there anyway with the criminals that get these guns illegally. So why don't we fund the police to go after them and round them up? That's a good question. I think it's a good question. All right. Okay. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, <clears throat> folks, I'm just laughing at stuff today. Just laughing at things that are happening. The January 6th committee. Is anyone out there really taking this seriously? Really? Are you really taking it seriously? It's a joke, folks. A lot of people are saying it's even unconstitutional, which under House rules, it is. They shouldn't be doing anything. It's a total joke. And and on Sunday, they canceled all meetings for the week. But then abruptly, on Monday, they scheduled a special meeting for Tuesday, yesterday, saying we have new evidence that's going to hang Trump. Okay. So is everybody on their pins and needles now? You're just hanging around. Whoa, I can't wait to Tuesday morning and tune in and see what's going on. Well, this this Casey Hutchinson, who was an aide to White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, went up to the committee, and apparently she was the... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, boy, my mind today. Um, she was the bomb that was going to go off and just destroy Trump. Well, she went in front of the committee, Casey Hutchinson, remember her name, because you might not ever see it again, and, and told a story that I don't think anybody believed for one minute that that Donald Trump attacked a Secret Service agent, jumped in the front seat, grabbed the steering wheel because he wanted to go somewhere else on January 6th. 
Well, guess what? It took less than an hour for her story to fall apart and make Hutchinson look like a total idiot. Hutchinson claimed that Trump Trump tried to grab the steering wheel of the armored presidential limousine and that Bobby Engel, who was the lead security detail, had to tell him, Sir, you need to take your hands off the steering wheel. Hutchinson claimed that Trump then lunged at and assaulted the agent. Well, guess what? The Secret Service said, uh, sorry, we're not going to put up with this. Uh, here's the true story. Now, this was um, White House correspondent for NBC News, Peter Alexander, and he, and he tweeted, quote, a source close to the Secret Service tells me Bobby Engel, the lead agent and the presidential limousine SUV driver, are prepared prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and that Mr. Trump never lunged for the steering wheel. The Secret Service responded to Hutchinson's claims in a statement. This is their official statement from the United States Secret Service. U.S. Secret Service has been cooperating with the select committee since its inception in spring 2021. See how long this has been going on? A whole year now. And we'll continue to do so, including by responding on the record to the committee regarding the new allegations surfaced in today's testimony. In other reports, Secret Service agents are ready to testify that none of what Hutchinson said is true. Bam! Gotcha! And the Secret Service, there there are several secret urgents. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get my tongue. There are several Secret Service agents that are, have already testified, and their testimonies are being withheld from the committee for some or for public uh, information for some unknown reason. Hum, can you think what that reason is? The January 6th committee is conducting a witch hunt against Trump and the media are supporting their false charges. This is a super, super example of government rulers law and abuse of government power, not counting taxpayer dollars. Shoo. It's falling apart. People aren't watching this anymore. They know it's not credible. They haven't presented one credible thing. They haven't called up any opposing witnesses. Why haven't they called up Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer? Pelosi turned down the National Guard that the president offered her four days, three days before the event. But she turned it down. Did, did you see Monday? The gentleman that was a sergeant at arms when on January 6th when all this happened passed away. Hmm. Interesting. 
All right. More. We're long from being, well, I shouldn't say long, but um, there's a, the, I've been trying to get in touch with this lady for about a year now, and I'm going to try to get her, get her on the show. <laughs> and that might be a lengthy show. Her name is Chris Ann Hall, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E, one word. And and the, the K is uppercase and the A is uppercase, but it's still one word. Chris Ann Hall. She is a constitutional attorney. She is going around the country doing seminars that are, that are on fire right now. Teaching people about the Constitution. And that's what we're trying to do here. She came out with a quote this morning, and you can go to Liberty First, um, her organization. Nice name, Liberty First. Um, anyway, this is her quote. And, it, and it's right on. It's what we've been talking about here. Quote, there is no such thing as constitutional rights, and it's important we know that we don't end putting government in charge of making or taking rights. Folks, it's simple. There are no constitutional rights. The Constitution is to protect our rights. She gets into that in the further quotes. When we let the government be in charge of making or taking rights, this is where we end up today in America. This is why. Continuing with Chris Ann Hall, the Constitution does not provide anyone with rights. Rights that are products of documents are not rights at all, but privileges. I'm not done with her quote, but she's a constitutional attorney. She's putting this very succinctly for us to understand. Rights that are products of documents are not rights at all, but privileges. And those are two totally different things. The Constitution was written to ensure that natural rights, which pre-exist that document, were guarded against the tendencies of human nature to trade true essential necessities for temporary and fleeing comforts. comforts. Without knowing that that distinction, we inevitably allow government to engage in defining and regulating something they have no authority to even touch, and no authority is in all uppercase. In her quote, they have no authority to touch these natural rights. This is where we are now in America. The government thinks that they are God and they can give and take as they want. That's not true. They can't do that, and we've got to stop them. 
All right. In as we continue here today, in 2012, I was in the middle of my other radio program at the time, and we were also in the middle of the 2012 presidential campaign. And this was between Barack Obama and Mitt Romney. And uh, uh, the same thing with John McCain when he ran in 2008. I don't know if we'd have been much better off with them or Obama. It, 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 when you go back and look at their histories, and, and Mitt Romney, of course, he's still around today. He's a senator from Utah and um, has has really become a socialist. He was always a liberal. He, he was a liberal when he was the governor of Massachusetts. And he instituted, instituted a state um, uh, medical program, which was done by, on purpose by the liberals across the country. They wanted to see how will a single-care insurance company work. And this is their trial run in Massachusetts. And it, it didn't run well. It stunk. And they had to make a lot of changes. But that was their trial run for bringing about Obamacare. So I decided one day, it really wasn't one day, these are things that I had looked at uh, through the years, uh, through things, and, and understanding the Constitution and how things had been walked on and how politicians were really getting away with things. So I came up with my own presidential platform. And on the show one day, I made a big announcement that I was running for president, position of president of the United States in 2012. Well, you know, that, that was a pseudo thing. I, I, I didn't really run for president, although uh, if I had the backing and the money, I would have. But anyway, I want to go over that platform. Now, some of the things in here, as I was reading through it this morning, I'm going to change and kind of adjust here as we go along here. But let me just go through this. The United States Constitution is the law of the land or the rule of law. See how long I've been doing that? Long time. All laws are regulations shall comply with the basis established by the founding fathers found in the Constitution. The power and scope of the federal government was granted by the states with a limited structure. It is vital for the United States of America to return to and operate under the success of that system. It worked well for over a hundred years. That's not in my what I type. I just added that. Number one, 
abolish the current income tax code or do away with Amendment 16. Replace it with a national sales tax of 7%. This will apply to gasoline tax as well. All state and in, all, all estate and investment taxes will be eliminated. You understand that? Estate and investment taxes. Your, your estate, you've been paying taxes on it your whole life. Property taxes. Why should you pay the federal government half of your estate when you die? Okay? And investment taxes, hey, that's investment money. Don't tax it anymore. It's going to create more investment. It's going to create, uh, by individuals, it's going to create more investment by corporations. The Social Security and Medicare deductions will stay in place. This will not affect any state tax systems. They're on their own. States can do what they want. States' rights, 10th Amendment. We talked about that. There will be no increases in the sales tax without a national referendum. You get that? Sales tax would be 7%. Okay, Congress wants to move it up to 9%. That has to go to a national referendum on a national election. And the people have to approve it. What does this do? It forces them to have a balanced budget to stop wasteful wasteful spending. Another thing. Number two. Repeal the 17th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. In the original Constitution, Two senators were appointed by each state by the state legislature. They were to go to Congress representing the state's will, the state's rights, and protect their interest. But in 2013, excuse me, 1913, the 17th Amendment, along with the 16th Amendment, passed, which made a senator to be elected by the people. Folks, this is when it started going downhill. I've got to do a 1913 broadcast. It will be in a I'm putting the pieces together. It will be very interesting. Number three, abolish lobbyists. And I hope everybody out there just jumped up and says, yay, hallelujah. Lobbyists control senators and congressmen, and they control them with money. If there's a bill presented and and there are groups that oppose to it or like it, they will have a, an opportunity to submit written opinions 
that will be given to the representatives to review. No lobbyist. None. Four. Term limits. Senators will serve two terms and representatives serve three terms. At the end of the term, the elected officials and their staffs will be replaced by the newly elected officials. After the term has expired, there will be no more payments or benefits. Staff will be only half of the current number of staff members. If you are currently in office, the limits will apply to all no grandfathering. Once an elected representative loses an election, they have no voting rights in Congress. So let me, there's a lot in there. Elected officials going to be But what has happened is the staffs have become an administrative state. And they just roll. They stay in place. And that's where the administrative state has overtaken the American Constitution. They're gone. And I would even expand this, that the administration staffs of all agencies are gone. And cut their staff in half, cut cost. No grandfathering. If you've been there 40 years like Nancy Pelosi, you're done. Next election, you're gone. You can't even run. And then once an elected representative loses an election, they have no voting rights in Congress. So in November, those that are incumbent elected officials, they lose. They can no longer vote in Congress. Now, why do I say that? Because a lot of damage has been done by parties that are losing their majority. So between November and December, they start passing a bunch of bills that harm America but benefit who they want it to benefit. So if those votes are taken away, then that will be prevented. Number five, there will be a balanced budget amendment with the line item veto by the president, which means he can go into a budget, I don't like this, it's out. I don't like this, it's an out. And it cannot be overridden by two-thirds majority. As long as there is a budget deficit, all elected officials will only receive one half of their salaries. Well, in today's world, I would say one-fourth because they keep raising their salaries. From from 2012 to now, they've raised their salaries like 50%, 40 or 50%. So, so I would, instead of a half, I would say a fourth or a third. Number six, 
the United States will no longer financially support the United Nations. Amen. We will also request they move their headquarters to another nation. And we will withdraw from the UN. We have no business dealing with the UN now. They're a corrupt, powerful organization. It actually needs to be disbanded. It does no good. Period. None whatsoever. Number seven, there will be an immediate, let me read this and it will make a change. There will be an immediate 20% payroll cut to all federal employees, including elected officials. There will also be an immediate 10% personnel cut in each agency. Well, today, 10 years later, Instead of an immediate 20% payroll cut, 30%, and 10% personnel cut is 20%. They have loaded up the, these agencies like crazy. Now, this is right off the bat. Number eight, all agencies will submit a written statement of their purpose and the need for the number of employees they currently have. They will have 30 days to submit the overall, their overview, or the White House will make the decisions without that report. There will be only one agency for the purposes that they talk about. Do you know how many duplicate agencies we have in the federal government that do the same thing? Way too many. The main goal is to reduce federal employment for the for the first year by 30%. Number nine, the Senate and the House will revert to the simple rules of submitting a bill to the appropriate committee. When the committee approves a bill, it will be presented to the whole body for a vote. One person will no longer be able to stop a bill from coming to the floor for a vote, i.e. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and, and that crowd. When a bill is passed it will in one house, it will be presented to the other body for a vote. If the other house makes changes, then the bill goes back to the joint committee for the, for, uh, the differences to be worked out. They don't do that anymore, folks. They don't. I had to get, get a little drink of water there. Number 11. Sorry about that beep. I don't know what's, what's going on there. Um, number 11. Oh, excuse me, number 10. All bills will be a standalone bill, especially budget or finance bills. That means there is no pork added. This bill is going to do this and that's it. You understand that? No add-ons, none of this. It's a standalone bill. Federal judges will serve a seven-year term instead of a lifetime appointment except for, for Supreme Court justices. All regulations, this number 12, 
All regulations will be reviewed and dealt with immediately. I should say all current regulations. Number 13, the Federal Reserve Bank will be audited. Folks, they never audit Federal Reserve Bank. The Federal Reserve will be phased out over a two-year period, and the United States Congress will be in charge of printing money as originally outlined in the United States Constitution. Number 14, the United States will adopt the gold standard. Now, that's debatable right now, okay? 15, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac that deal with housing, mortgage loans, etc., will be elevated and be evaluated and adjusted to meet the needs of the markets today. They are way out of control. 16, all federal lands shall be given back to the states except for national parks. The federal government doesn't need those lands. Most of it they just took from the states to begin with. Number 17, states' rights will be restored. Tenth Amendment will stand. 18, oil and gas exploring in the Gulf of Mexico will be restored and other offshore drilling will be evaluated. All subsidies to ethanol production will be limited and the requirement of 40% of the corn crop going to ethanol production will be stopped. Okay, all these different mixes and gasolines will stop. There'll be one mix. 19, all subsidies by the federal government will be reviewed within the first 90 days and decisions made to continue or not continue. Folks, there should be zero subsidies by the federal government. Because when they subsidize you, they own you. Number 20, states will be given authority and control of their education systems. Parents will have a school choice option. And the Department of Education will be disbanded. It's worthless. Started under uh, Jimmy Carter and has just been... It's only raised havoc in America. 21, the United States military will be strengthened. And boy, does that need to be addressed today. 22, workers will not be required to pay union dues. 23, there will be no bailouts of private industry. We have seen that abused since first President Bush. Prior to that, if, if, if a company couldn't make it, they didn't make it. It, it. Other companies picked up their uh, clients or they bought the resources and stuff, and they went out of business. Let the market take care of itself. And we saw this greatly abused in 2009 and 2010 under the Obama administration. 24, the welfare system will be remade. Entitlements will not be a right or a privilege, but a short-term help. Remember I used the word right or privilege? Like what Chris Ann Hall was talking about. But a short-term help. 25, government employees' pay will be based on the average of the same similar positions in the private sector. Public sector employees will contribute to their benefits commensurate as a private sector employees. They will be on Social Security 
for their retirement like everybody else. If they want to set up a 401k, they can do that. But they shouldn't be given uh, benefits better than what the American people get. That's a, that's a crock. 26. I just turned off a lot of government employees, but uh, face up to it. 26. Repeal the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. 27. Repeal Dodd-Frank Banking Bill and Sarbanes-Oxley Accounting Bill. Those have been nothing but travesties. Ask any CPA. 28. Abortions will be stopped except for case of rape, incest, or life of the mother is at risk. Well, that's being taken care of. 29. Waste and government spending will be dealt with severely. Number 30, and this is the last one. Employees of the United States of America have sworn an oath to uphold, sustain, and support the Constitution of the United States. Any federal employee in violation of this, this uh, I'm going to get in there, in violation of this oath can and will face felony charges up to and including treason. Now, folks, there's a lot of good things in there. You might not agree with all of them, and that's fine. Uh, all things are, are open for discussion and improvement. There's things in there that we can bring up to date. But that was my platform. And and it, it's, it's a wonderful day in America. Even though there's unrest, this too shall pass. I really think so. And... Uh, we will move on to a better and brighter day. Alrighty, so uh, hit the wrong thing. So let's let's go out listening to, and it stopped. I don't know why. So I guess we're not going to have any music going out. Uh, my music was having trouble at the beginning. So folks, that's it for the Medlock Post Radio Show today. June 29th, 2022. Have a great day, and we'll 